Welcome to the Vox Pop, a podcast of Missio Day Church. At Missio Day, we believe that everyone has a story worth sharing, and this podcast gives voice to those stories. I'm Brian. And I'm Peter. And we're your hosts. Welcome to the Vox Pop. Have you read anything recently that you enjoy? I'm reading, it's called Let My People Go Surfing. It's the Yvonne Chenard story. Okay. He's the founder of Patagonia. Oh. It's about how to run an ethical business and yeah. make mistakes. And it's a great book. I feel like I heard an episode of How I Built This with him. Oh. I thought they did a Patagonia episode early, like a couple seasons they ago. Could have, yeah. I should. It was really interesting. That, yeah. I might be lying, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, this is going to out me as a hippie, but uh, I like As the, if we don't know that already. <laughs> I like the idea of having things that don't need replacing all the time. I think it speaks mm. to, and for those that don't know, I have interest in fixing and repairing things and making things uh, that last. I think it, it fits in the whole idea of like this redemptive mission to the world. Yeah. It has like this material element as well for me too mm. like how to yeah something that doesn't need to be replaced right not wasteful sustainable yeah. yeah 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 i get that you know i read a book just over the last few weeks called upstream dan and chip heath who actually live in durham but um i think this one's written by dan heath alone but the whole idea is i mean you've heard the parable about you know if you see a kid floating downstream you know you pull him out and then you see another kid at some point you got to go upstream and stop yeah. them from throwing kids okay. in the stream yeah, yeah. you know it's a, mm-hmm. and it's this idea of a way of thinking that's not reactive mm-hmm. but it's proactive oh yeah so they give all kinds of case studies about things like education and healthcare and poverty yeah. and upstream thinking that helped solve problems before they began mm-hmm. and uh is fascinating and I, they do a really good job at giving good case studies, and it's yeah. well written. And uh, it's just it's got me thinking a lot, especially now during COVID, yeah, and during some of these uh, the tensions we're seeing around racism and mm-hmm. injustice and that kind of stuff. Now is the kind of time we need that kind of upstream thinking yeah. to go several steps ahead and go, okay, what what's causing some of these issues, right? And let's not just fix the right. problem once it happens, but let's get ahead of it. Yeah, that is that reminds me of what Jay was talking about. Yeah. We need to evaluate both the cause and the yes. reaction. Yes. But we can't just look at the reaction. That's right. Uh, but we need both. We mm-hmm. need people that can be forward thinking. Yeah. We need people that are here in the moment. Yeah, and they make that point in the book. For instance, you know, um, healthcare in the United States is primarily reactive. It is, yeah, okay? it's a shame. And it need we and, need and, some of that, yeah. and you need some of that. However, and this is changing. Uh, even Doctor Heck alluded to it in mm-hmm. our podcast before: preventative medicine, mm-hmm. right? And incentivizing uh, good health mm-hmm. actually can save people and healthcare organizations. You know, all kinds of time and money and and grief down the road. Yeah. Um, but it's hard sometimes to see viability of it at the beginning, which is why it's hard to get right. funding for those kinds of preventative totally. measures. Totally. Yeah. Especially when we're strapped and right. it feels like we got fires that need dealing with now. And yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also good to prevent fires. Totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. I should check that out. Today we're joined by Jason Amond. You may know him from playing guitar in Ryan Christian's band. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I, wait, I gotta put my radio voice on. <laughs> 
Welcome to the Vox Pop. That's right. You gotta get you gotta get, get close real, to the mic and get, get that deep low. radio FM DJ voice going on. I'm trying to go with the nasally uh, Ira Glass sound. <laughs> you're killing it. Thank you. You're you're hitting that one out of the park. <laughs> I was thinking about a, a song for you guys. Is it gonna be like Box of Pop, Box of Pop, Oh La 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 La, la Box of Pop. Do, do. Oh, look that at work? that. <laughs> forget, New song. Forget yeah. that other oh, intro music. Hit the, hit the, cl- the clapping. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, Jason, you've been uh, you've been around Missio for probably three, three and a half years or so, um, but I know that you're from Arizona. Right. Uh, what brought you to Asheville? Oh, my car did. No, um, my brother and his wife moved here about actually eight years ago, and they his wife is actually really <laughs> convinces a lot of people like she's very good at motivating she said you got to move to Asheville I got to move to Asheville and I, I visited one time and I was like okay yeah I like it here but that before I was thinking about moving here and then she just really um got me to move here and she's got like she they came here by themselves and they oh, wow. got their whole family like my brother's uh wife's sisters are all here her mom's here her dad just bought a house. My parents are now going to be retiring oh, yeah. here. So I'd never, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. You end up in life, you know. Right. So She's quite the evangelist for the Asheville area. <laughs> she is, but it's a great place. I mean, how could you, I mean, yeah. once you get here, you're like, whoa, this is, I mean, I've been living in the middle of the desert my whole life, you know. I mean, it was fine growing up, but, you know, you just so much more stuff to do. And I, I didn't really realize how much of an outdoor person I am until... I came to Asheville, you know, yeah. there's so many hikes and things to see, you know. Yeah. Well, if you spend too much time outdoors in Arizona, you just melt into a puddle, I think, so. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's insanely hot. It's like 110 normally and then just like goes up to goes up to 15, 120 sometimes <laughs> and you'll be like at nighttime it still does only get down to like 110 at night. <laughs> and people always they're like, "Oh, it's a dry heat." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, guess what? So is an oven." Yeah, so it is. It's like a convector oven and you know, like when it's windy outside, it's yeah. just like it's just super super hot. <laughs> Where in Arizona specifically did you grow up? I li- I lived in uh Lake Havasu City. Um if you ever know the song London Bridge is falling down. I remember seeing that at school. Mm-hmm. That actual bridge is in in that town. This uh, Robert McCulloch, who found um, Lake Havasu, um, brought that bridge. He actually bought that bridge that was sinking into the English River. What? And brick by brick, they brought it over. And he, the, so the Colorado River runs past it. So he, he dug a channel and made an island. And he put that bridge across the channel. And so that's like one of the biggest, like right now, you know, Lake Havasu is one of the bigger like spring break capitals. Yeah. yeah. You know, like MTV that was there. I back remember in, back in that 92, day. 92, 90s, uh-huh. I actually went down there with my parents, uh, Polly Shore. <laughs> Polly so, Shore. Yeah, Polly Shore. Mom was all like, I love you, Polly. It's <laughs> <was> like, cool. <laughs> that's amazing. I saw Dave Matthews band, but I was like, we were kids. Like, you know, I yeah. was, you know, 92, 93, I was like 11 years old. <laughs> so funny something like that um yeah so it was it, it it's um it was an interesting place to grow up I and mean, a lot of california's you know boating and stuff like that and then in the winter time it turns into you know more like a retirement mm-hmm. community with like you know everyone from canada or somewhere cold they go with snowbirds and stuff mm-hmm. so do you spend your entire adolescence in lake havasu or do you live in other places no yeah we we actually moved from, like, I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh. We moved to Lake Havasu when I was uh, four years old. So, yeah, most of my 
you know, adolescence and, you know, high school age. And I didn't move until I was about 22, maybe 23. Okay. Yeah. To California for a little bit. Where in California did you live? (laughs) Barstow, California. Barstow, California is like the peace stop between (laughs) real California and like Arizona, you know, like you stop it there. I mean, that place is just not nothing. There's a pit stop, you know, that's all it is is really known for. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, or if you're going from California to Las Vegas, you stop at Barstow, you know, to go to the McDonald's or something that's on a train, (laughs) something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Or actually, you you know, interesting fact about Barstow is the original, I don't know if you guys are familiar, you don't have it here, but Del Taco is originally from Barstow, Barstow California. Actually, it, it, the town kind of next to it, it's basically the same place. But wow. if you go to that Del Taco, that's the best Del Taco. It's really good. It's the original. Oh, the original is always the best. Yeah, it's so good. California has good fast food in general. Yeah, yeah. In and out. I miss in and out that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. What kind of kid were you? What was life like? I uh, got in a lot of trouble. No, <laughs> I didn't get in trouble <laughs> at all. I mean... Uh, you know, just a normal kid playing video games, you know, we watching cartoons, Saturday morning car- cartoons and stuff like that. Were you outgoing? Were you, I know, you know you- I was more shy. I mean, I, I feel like I was more shy growing up and as I got older, I guess more so because like, you know, when you start being interested in women and girls and yeah. stuff, you're like, they don't like shy guys. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to learn how to not be shy. <laughs> That's and then right. I try to, you know, learn how to, and, and I think my humor kind of played a role. It kind of like got me out of my shell mm-hmm. <clears throat> trying to be goofy or something. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of your endearing qualities. <laughs> I've enjoyed your humor over Absolutely. the years. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a brother. Do you have other siblings? Yeah, I have, um, I have, uh, two brothers and a sister and my, yeah, my younger brother, Eric, who lives here in Asheville. And then my other brother, Bill, who lives in Arizona in the same town my parents live. And then my sister lives in Yuma, Arizona with her husband and um, family. So where are you in the order? I'm third. I don't know if you get with four. Yeah. What do you consider middle? I don't know. I no. guess that there's no middle. There's right. an early middle or a late middle. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. there, maybe you have that middle child. I yeah. don't know. Do you think being third, did that affect who you became or who you are now? I don't know. I mean, my brother and I are very we're close because we were exactly a year and a week apart. My bro- mm. my birthday is November 18th. His birthday is November 25th. So wow. we grew up, we had the same kind of friends and stuff like that. My other, my brother and sister, my older brother and sister, they had a different dad. They're a bit older than us, especially my sister's the oldest. So mm-hmm. we moved to Milwaukee when, and my sister actually stayed in Milwaukee because she was already basically out of high school. And oh, she wow. didn't want to you know, go to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we left her there and she, um, just on her own, just, just started on her own. It's oh, like, yeah. here, figure it out. Tough <laughs> cookies, kiddo. <laughs> so there, so the, your older two siblings are significantly older than, than you and your younger brother. I mean, they're both in their forties. My brother is 42 or three, my older brother, and she's probably 45. I hope she's not ready for <laughs> None of them listen to us. So. Now you kind of grew up going to church, right? So my parents, I mean, if you would talk to my parents and when we were younger, you say, hey, what, what religion are you? They would say Catholic. Yeah. And, you know, my dad grew up in the Catholic church. He, I think he was an altar boy, if, if I can remember correctly. Um, and we did go to Catholic mass a few times. Reality, my um, kind of belief and, and, and becoming a Christian and a believer 
was more so um, when they sent me to basketball camp, actually. Um, went to the Phoenix Suns basketball camp and, you know, Christian kind of organization. Okay. Um, we did it. Prescott is a week camp. Um, first time. And then that's kind of how I heard the gospel. You know, yeah. they, you know, they do the big prayer more towards the end of the, uh, the last, you know, day of the week mm-hmm. and um, talk to you about how being saved. And I felt like there was a big change there because, I mean, my brother went, my uh, friend uh, Langdon went and um, and some others. And really, I don't, you know, they didn't really to this day, you know, not. Yeah. would say Christian at all. I mean, more agnostic, I think. But um, so that really felt like I got saved at that point because I really, that just stuck with me. And, and. um, How old were you when you, when that happened? You know, I don't remember when that was probably when I was still in elementary school. So okay. maybe 10, 11. Yeah. Uh, we, we went like three, three years in a row, I think. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a really good experience for me. And then, you know, I, I went, when I went to um, junior high, that's when uh, I was in sixth grade and I wasn't doing so well <laughs> in uh, sixth grade. I, I just totally just didn't care. I guess I mm. didn't do my homework. I had like straight F's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got grounded for like nine weeks straight each, each like time. <laughs> and, and all I could watch was like discovery channel. And some of mom's like, you nothing. You can watch anything about discovery. Just like jokes on you. That, that channel is great. <laughs> 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 There's so many cool things on there. <laughs> that really actually got me really interested in science a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I was having a tough time, a little you know, maybe bullied a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of friends probably cause, you know, cause of these things. But so my parents put me into Bethany Christian, Bethany Christian schools where I really kind of, kind of got to grow a little bit more and, you know, still not going to church, but going to Christian school. And we had chapel on Wednesdays and th- stuff like that. Pastor Adams and Mrs. Adams, you know, give a lot of credit to them yeah. for teaching me, you know, gospel and, and, and really like built me up, you know, to more of the person I am. And I actually, you know, we had these at the end of these, uh, year we have awards. We had like athletic awards. We had like, you know, music musician awards. And then the big one was always Christian character award. (laughs) Somehow I won that twice. I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they had nobody else to give it to. No, (laughs) no, I, 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 um, then I was, uh, I was talking to you guys earlier about, um, this, um, Creation Science of Evangelism, uh-huh. uh, Dr. Kent Hoven used to run. And when I was talking about being interested in science, I always had an interest in this debate between creationism and evolution. So yeah. um, this Kent Hoven really like, you know, hit, hit a home on those. And I was so interested in, in, in learning about that stuff. So yeah. I just kept with him and, you know, that was kind of my church <laughs> for the longest time was mm-hmm. watching a lot of his videos and, and, in learning that, you know, yeah. I really didn't get into the church until I actually came to Missio Day and from a friend. Okay. And they said, Hey, go check out this church. You're kind of like you, you know, like a hipster <laughs> <laughs> or something. I was like, okay, I guess I'm a hipster. Yeah. I'll go to that church. So, you know, That's my so regular church yeah. is been this church. Wow. So talk a, a little bit about what it must've been like growing up you know, having faith at right. a young age, but right. but having but not having that kind of reinforced in your family, or not going, not being able to share that faith right. with your mother and father. I mean, or even your siblings. I mean, 
Well, yeah. I mean, even with friends, I mean, like yeah. <clears throat> all the friends I grew up with are either agnostic or atheist or, you know, I had one friend that might've been, it's not like living in the South. I mean, right. you know, it's just the Bible belt. Mm-hmm. And like we've said before, like mm-hmm. Asheville is more like the whole of the Bible belt, but, yes. but growing up in Arizona, like you don't have, you don't have that many churches. It's not a Baptist church on every corner. Right. You know, there's, I went to youth groups and stuff like this once in a, once in a great while, but yeah, growing around with like, you know, friends that are not Christian, you have nobody to really talk to. And it was really tough because they would make fun of me or be like, want to debate me about, about things about why do you believe in, you know, the stupid thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was like, until, you know, I just had nobody to talk to. And until I moved here, that's when I really got my Christian friends and people I was able to um, discuss that stuff with. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Who have been some of the major influencers in your life? Influencers. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you could say when I was talking about Ken Hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he was a major influencer as far as like wanting to, to continue learning about God and learning about this world that we live Mm -hmm. in and why are we here? What's our purpose? You know, where are we going when we die type of, you know, questions, Mm -hmm. very, all these questions we ask. And, and, and uh, so mostly, you know, him, as far as, Christian, you know, in music, I started learning playing guitar actually, and um, at Bethany Christian and uh, Pastor Adams. Um, he's a very docile, you know, pastor, very slow talking, you know, mm-hmm. don't believe in drums in the church, kind of acoustic <laughs> <laughs> guitar only. We had, you know, we could, yeah. I yeah. guess, we could learn bass. I mean, but, you know, I learned how to play guitar at that point with, you know, all these choruses and stuff from him. And then, you know, I had to go outside to kind of learn, you know, different music. And then I started being in bands and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. What kind of music did you get into when you started playing in bands? <laughs> well, punk rock, actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, my friend uh, Chris and my brother and my friend Langdon, we all learned how to play instruments together. We started, Langdon played drums, my brother played bass, and then Chris and I played guitar. And we started learning p- playing together. And, um, you know, Chris Poboy is more the influence, I guess, because he liked punk music. I didn't. I was basketball guy, had Nike hat, Nike shoes, Nike shoes, you know, I was playing mm-hmm. basketball, like rap music or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then I got into playing guitar and stuff like that. I was like, oh, listen to punk music or whatever. And um, so we started, we formed a punk, <laughs> punk band and it was called Victory Log Roll. We actually even had a website. We had a nice. website. We had a oh, logo. You almost have been serious. It was really fun. I mean, it, <laughs> we had the website. We had like a logo with a little like, wood stump that we call Woody. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. And then, um, you know, uh, that lasted for a little bit and, you know, punk rock, alternative rock kind of music is what we played through, you know, mm-hmm. through the years. And you, I mean, you guys recorded a little bit and yeah, I mean a band that I was before I moved to Asheville, I was in, uh, <laughs> band called red army captains i'm not a communist but <laughs> <laughs> but uh we we uh we play we were pretty pretty good my friend ian great songwriter and we had a lot of we record a lot of music and they played some of that music on the radio in arizona which was pretty cool but my friend langdon and stuff they went off and he had a different band i used to be in and he got to be go to japan and oh wow and go to Germany, and uh, they had like the same manager as Green Day, and yeah, it was Man. it was crazy. Um, and I, at that time, I was actually I had to quit the band because I was in a relationship, and it was just not working out. 
is there a way that anyone can find that music? Is if you yeah, type- I mean, I I actually have a I have a YouTube channel. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's on the YouTube channel. It's on um, what SoundCloud. The Red Army Captain. Red Army Captain are still around. Are the yeah music that you know yeah maybe is worth listening to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Snakes and ladders. Fun times. I really like it. I really like it. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of got some like ska, ska kind of surfy yeah. guitar behind it. Yeah, yeah. I w- yeah. It's it was one of our more popular songs. I guess you could call it the radio song. All the radio hit, radio hit songs. You can you can find more of that on YouTube. <laughs> the YouTubes. The YouTube. I have a story about playing because a different band I used to be in. My my wife at the time, her mom wanted us to play out front of her grand opening of her antique store. <laughs> we did it for in Barso, California, and and we were playing outside this antique store. We were just like hardcore band for this antique store. It was like <laughs> that perfect genre. Amazing. For I think that could be an store. excellent music video. <laughs> yeah, it should be. I mean, antique store hardcore band. Yeah, and it's like uh, it was. That's a great band name. Yeah, <laughs> antique store. You were married. How long did you date for? How long were you married for? And. Mm. Yeah. Well, I met, I met my ex-wife, um, at a party, uh, a high school party. (laughs) So we were at the party and I met her and then I think just kept on reconnecting and then, um, dated for about four years and then, you know, decided, you know, get married, got married in Barstow, California. That's why I moved to Barstow because her parents, um, owned a it's called the barstow horse motel actually horse motel yeah where you people would come you know driving through like i said yeah. it's, a, it's a, a pit stop so people are driving through with horses they stop there and border their horses uh interesting stories like um brooks and dunn you know you're mm-hmm. familiar yeah. with brooks and dunn uh, vanity fair magazine came out and asked us to borrow two of our horses um from the, the horse ranch and uh so we did a, a basically a photo shoot with brooks and dunn uh, out in the middle of the desert. It was kind of interesting. I mean, uh, the That's horses were not cooperating, at least one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was kind of awkward, actually. We got married in Barso. We actually moved to Maine. Um, her parents wanted, her, her dad had a job transfer yeah. and asked us if we want to go to Maine. And I said, oh, why not? I mean, I'm not really much doing anything around here. I went to Maine. Things kind of started getting, because my beliefs, you know, she wasn't a Christian and I, I was, and, and mm-hmm. it was just creating problems and, and things were just growing apart. And I ended up moving back to Arizona, but I, I thought she was going to move back. You know, I didn't, nothing was really going on there. I was like hard, trying to hard f- finding a job. And, you know, eventually it was only before a year in university, I moved back to Arizona and, mm-hmm. um, on the way home, I was like, wow, this, this is probably it, you know? So she ended up <laughs> sending divorce papers, like oh. not too much longer after that, but you know, I got married on April Fool's Day, so don't do that. It's <laughs> a bad idea. In all seriousness, what do you think the Lord taught you or how did he meet you mm. kind of during that time? Because I can imagine, you know, there there are people who yeah. perhaps are even in relationship with someone who's not right. a believer. And, right. uh, of course, you know, scriptures are clear about that. But right. how did you feel that the Lord was with you and, and what did you learn from that experience? Well, Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Sure, you know? so, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm here in Asheville, 
I feel like I got led here. Like I was not because my brother and Chrissy, my brother's wife, they came here, but I feel like I was supposed to be here yeah. and, and, and talking about being in marriage and stuff like that without being, you know, equally yoked sure. and things like this. Um, and, and being with a person that doesn't believe, um, I still didn't learn my lesson afterwards. <laughs> you know, I still kept continued dating yeah. you know, girls that are, weren't not, were not. And I kept on getting bumped back in. I'm like, no, you can't, you, you have to be with somebody that God wants you to be with or somebody that's equally yoked. Like, yeah. like the scripture says, and, and be on the same path or it just doesn't work. And, and I continually learn that every time. And, um, so being in Asheville definitely opened my, um, like I said, cause being in Lake Havasu and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the pool of dating as far as like yeah. Christian believers and things like that were not there for me. And I kept on having to deal, you know, the term missionary dating, as oh, yeah, missionary, yeah, yeah. Dating. Missionary, missionary dating yes. is, um, is not doesn't work, you know. Right. Generally, so, probably why Jesus never mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, don't try mission because it's day. not a thing. But I mean, I, I uh, so that's basically what I learned. You know, it's like you you always learn the hard way. You get your heart broken, but there's a reason why you're getting your heart broken. It's not mm-hmm. the right mm-hmm. person. You know, God doesn't yeah. want you this person in your life. And if you don't see it yourself, I mean, you know, I I feel like God is faithful, and 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 God will put you in the place that He wants you to be with. Mm-hmm. Even you really trying. <laughs> what is God teaching you at this stage of your life? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, there's a lot of patience and stuff. I mean, especially with, you know, 2020, how crazy this, yeah. this has been, you know, with all these things. And I don't know what you're talking about. What's been so <laughs> is weird. There a, is there a, a virus going around? <laughs> no, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, This year's been bananas. It, yep. I, I was like, I didn't think I would ever see the end of the world. <laughs> right. It feels like that. I mean, I just, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not over yet, but I mean, it's just the craziest thing. Who would ever thought that you would see something so crazy? I mean, just all the things are going on at one yeah. time. But um, so there's a lot of patience because, you know, there is a lot of political things, a lot of even in the, in the church, with our church, mm-hmm. even um, people have many different opinions. And, you know, I used to be a lot more vocal about, I mean, social media posts or whatever. Yeah. I try to stay away from that because, you know, all it does is end up in arguments, you know? So, yeah, you know, in your sermon about the Imago Dei mm-hmm. and, and seeing people as, you know, everyone's a, yeah. the image of God. So, I mean, it, it's really good to think about that way. And, and, um, even though I mean, I feel like sometimes I want to speak up and say something. It's just like, it's not going to be good. It's just not going to go anywhere because right. my opinions are, could be so skewed. And so, and everyone else is so sure of their opinions too. Yeah. Everyone has the right opinion. Huh? Yeah. I, I have, I've yet to meet someone who's been convinced of someone else's opinion via Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. I like, uh, you know, I, I always think to myself as like, I always want to make a, a bumper sticker or something is <laughs> like, you know, uh, I read your bumper sticker today and right. that my whole life <laughs> yeah. has changed. Right. Exactly. Nobody, nobody's ever said that, you, you know, <laughs> or their Facebook posts, you know, but you think you're, you think you're going to change the world with, well, you, you make a yeah. Facebook post in that morning and the world's different because That's you right. said something. Once they see these 200 characters, yeah. it's going to be a different story, it's buddy. Be, this is, this is changing the world right now. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine to have conversations and we should have yeah. conversations, but you gotta be careful. Yeah, with a healthy dose of humility. Yeah, exactly. Jason, what do you long for? What is your idea of the good life? Long walks on the beach. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really, I mean, 
I like traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big travel person. And I've, you know, most recently actually, because again, moving to Asheville got a lot, opened me up to, you know, meeting a friend that lives in the Czech Republic and, um, those things I do long for that. I mean, also I do, I do long to, you know, learn, um, reading, you know, the Bible and longing more for, to learn and grow in, in Christ. And, and, um, that's, that's, uh, ultimately, I mean, what I really long for. What's the future hold? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I've never, in reality, I mean, I, I do want to be married again and I do, want to have like I've never owned a, a home I guess I think that's that's kind of like like thinking about wanting to buy a place you know I really like Asheville I never you know I always thought I was gonna live in Lake Havasu my whole entire life so yeah being here and uh you know finding a place to, a good house or even condo or mm-hmm. townhouse I mean so you think you'll be here for quite a while I mean I, I don't see myself moving but I mean, you, you don't like a, you just don't know what life is going to sure. bring you. You just don't know. I mean, yeah. like you can't say I'm never going to leave. Or I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that because one, you're closing yourself off. But right. I do really like it here. I mean, it does have a lot to offer. I've been really happy. My parents are going to be here when they yeah. retire. You know, so it's a good spot to be. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if there's one thing 2020s taught us, it's that you don't know what yeah. the future. You, you don't know. You just unknown. It could, be, it could tomorrow could be something completely different. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, quick basketball question. Did yeah. you watch the Michael Jordan documentary? You know, <laughs> I didn't actually. I did not like Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was not a Michael <laughs> Jordan fan because, you know, when I was a Phoenix Suns fan. Yeah, because the, the Bulls beat the yeah, Suns. Suns yeah. yeah, the very first memory of being a Suns fan because uh, I became a Suns fan about that time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, Michael Jordan, yeah. I don't know. I've never been, like, kind of the person that will watch the – you know, Steph Curry, like yeah. I have to root for him because he's so good, or LeBron James and people that follow kind of, you know, those players. I always kind of like the underdogs. The Suns in, you know, a long time has been an underdog, never won a championship. Right. But, I'm, you know, I'm from Arizona, so, I mean, yeah, I have to root for But if for the, the Suns ever got like a yeah, superstar, of course. you'd have I to mean, root for him. Yeah, you know, they try, you know, everyone try to get LeBron James when right. he's coming up on free agency and yeah. stuff like that, but... I mean, I would be happy with it, of course. Like, you know, I wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan, <laughs> right? Especially because he was a Lakers, and Lakers are the right. top rivals in that conference. So, and Devin Booker's no joke, but no, Devin Booker, yeah, he's a really good player. But I mean, they're all ha- they're all young and stuff, and they yeah. never he, they, they haven't won. You know, they've right. had subpar five hundred team, you know, mm-hmm. for ever, oh. never making the playoffs. You know, Jason's time for the lightning round: a series of rapid fire questions, um, and uh, Peter's going to lead it. Okay, favorite podcast? Uh, Timothy Keller podcast. Hey, that's a good one. It is great. I th- that's what I listen to the most. I, you know, when I first listened to podcast, I, I actually I was like, well, I didn't know what what is the podcast. And yeah, so yeah. like, but I'm you know I like because I'm I have a deep I want to learn and understand the Bible, understand mm-hmm. scripture and stuff like that. So, what's your go to Windows Down music? I like a lot of. Um, a lot of upbeat music. I like eighties pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of dancey style type of music. I do like you know Radiohead. There's bands like uh, Phoenix was a band. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I really like Phoenix. Me too. Um, do you like Brooks and Dunn? Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Boot skitting boogie. <laughs> no. uh, let's bring back an old question. Favorite Asheville restaurant? Uh, we'll say Nine Mile because uh, uh, you know I've been there many times for my birthday. Yeah. 
What's your go-to? Um, the Meshach um, mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, one to ten, are you good at keeping secrets? Let me tell you the secret. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I can. Yeah, I'm not like it's it's not like burning inside of me. I have to tell somebody, you know, yeah. I, I can t- keep a secret. But do you have a secret you want to tell me? <laughs> you can yeah. tell me on here. Nobody's going to know. That's no right. Listen to this. Just no, whispered into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a childhood nickname? Mr. Jason. There was a lot of people called Mr. Jason. Yeah, I don't know why. Even That's, as a child? Like you were To 10? the child. This day, Mr. Jason. Yeah, Mr. Oh. Mr. Jason. I don't know. What state would you be okay never going to again in your life? <laughs> That's hard. I, I like all the states. I mean, have you been to most of them? It seems like you're pretty well traveled. I've been to lots of states. You yeah. Know, like, I mean, a lot of drive throughs, though, too. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't miss leaving. I don't miss Arizona. I'm not saying it's a bad place, but I think it's, it's a, you know, when you grow up somewhere, you know, you're like, I've seen it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know it well. You know it well. And it, you know, I don't spend, I'm not going to spend my vacation to go back somewhere where I've lived my whole life, you know, yep. unless I have to. People can come visit me here, you know. And last question. Did you panic by toilet paper no, at the beginning? No, I, no. I was like, what is, the, what is even going on right now? I, I saw that, uh, Bidet attachments, yeah, immediately that, sold out. Yeah, yeah, bidet attachments. My friend actually got bidet attachments. He's married to an Italian woman that actually I got them together. It's oh. that's a crazy yeah. story. I mean, I could, I could tell Jason, that. Mr. That's Jason, the matchmaker. The mm-hmm. next podcast I'm on, and when I'm invited, start calling you Hitch. <laughs> Anyways, his wife, because in Italy and in places like that, they're very big on bidets yeah. and stuff. So. You know, my friend Paul, he's like, you know, he's very skeptical about it. He's like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> he's like, it's, it can heat up. Oh, man. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being our yeah, guest no on The Vox was, Pop. It was like the Vox Pop. The Vox Pop. <laughs> yep. We're rounding out yeah. the season here. Yeah. Uh, Peter, if people are interested in being a guest on the next season of The Vox Pop, how can they get a hold of us? The best way is to email us at voxpop at mdcashville.org, V-O-X-P-O-P at mdcashville.org. All right. We'll be back next week with uh, another episode. Until then, stay safe out there, y'all. Thanks for listening.